All righty. Well, we are live, looks like. So uh, if you want to, you can uh, feel free to uh, click on that link in the description and join me here on, on Zoom. This is a way for us to be able to interact and for you to, you can talk and ask questions. Maybe uh, you talk, uh, if you have a prayer request, I'd love to, uh, love to, love to pray for you. Uh, in same some way, uh, give me. A, uh, let me also also know. I'm pretty, I tested everything, so it should be working. I've got my new microphone here, so it's hopefully the sound quality will be better. But uh, yeah, just let me know if it's. I mean, just want to make sure I tested it, so making sure it was working. But yeah, I'd love for you to come and you know jump on and and uh, and uh, be able to to share um, what the Lord is teaching you in your quiet times or uh, in your in your time with the Lord, uh, just in your in your life during this 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 whole you know crazy business of you know coronavirus and quarantining and social distancing and all that all that jazz so uh give me a holler i'd love to talk to talk with you guys this morning um and uh be able to share share some thoughts and insights or talk about some questions you may have in your time with the lord uh just like that <laughs> um yeah so um love to uh to talk to you guys love to to share uh with, you know for you to share what's what's been going on in your, in your lives and in your faith i know this is a uh a really interesting interesting time you know like, like it's been said several times you know unlike we've ever seen in our in our country in our in, in our in our life um and uh so let's share what the lord has been teaching you uh, about about life in general, about things, you know, so, com you know, write a comment uh, or hop on, hop on Zoom, uh, love to chat with you, uh, love to, to talk about anything that you like to talk about, about faith or life or uh, something that the Lord is teaching you. Uh, I guess I'll, just, I'll start out and share some of the Lord has been sharing with me this morning. Uh, so as, you, as many of you know, that I've been reading in Luke. Um, and so it's neat to, uh, I read this morning in Luke chapter 7. And uh, Jesus was talking to uh, um, to some folks. He was talking about um, about John. Um, Jesus was talking to the crowds about John. It says this is Luke chapter seven, and uh, he said, uh, "When you went out into the wilderness to see John, because you know John the Baptizer, uh, or as it's literally, you know John the Dunker, um, uh, he went out there and he uh, was out baptizing in the wilderness. And like, what did you go out to see?" Were, you know, what were you expecting? A reed shaking in the wind? What were you looking for? A man ex with inexpensive clothing? Look, if you're looking for fancy clothes and, and luxurious living, you went to the wrong place. You should have gone to the king's court, not to the wilderness. What were you seeking? A prophet? Now, ah, yes, that's what John is, and even more than a prophet. The prophet Malachi was talking about John when he wrote, I will send my messenger before you to clear your path in front of you. Now, this is the part that got me this morning. Uh, which I thought is, you know, I thought was really, really poignant. He says, "Listen, there is no human being greater than this man, John the Baptizer. Yet, I love this. Yet, even the least significant person in the coming kingdom of God is greater than John. Think about that." Think about the implications of that. That Jesus is saying that 
John is the greatest among all men, is the greatest among all people, all mankind. But he said, in the coming kingdom of God, now this is this is after he says, this is remember Jesus, this is before he he was crucified and was raised. He's saying, in the coming kingdom, the kingdom that I'm establishing, the, the people of God, the church. He's basically saying, the church, the people of God who believe in me, who believe in the death and burial and resurrection of Jesus Christ in, in me, the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, the very least, was it the most least significant person? Imagine in your mind, think about what it, in the church, like you think you, many of us have been to church. If you've been to church, uh, the least significant person that you think that's you, uh, but, but what are you, you know, kind of picture in your mind, the least significant person. I mean, not you know, making any kind of like condemning judgments or anything like that, but just that this, this mentality of, Imagine the, even the most least significant person, you know, the person with the lowest IQ, the one who, get, who serves the least you know, or, or whatever it is, like the least significant person that by human standards, right, by human standards, by human understanding, is still going to be greater than John the Baptist, who he just said is, there is no human being greater than this man. Currently, at, at the moment when Jesus is saying these words, there's no greater human in all of existence right there. Than this man, John the Baptizer. Yet, in the church, the least significant person is greater. Why? Because of Jesus. Because what happens after that people believe in Jesus Christ and place their faith in him? In the kingdom of God, in, in, in the church, uh, he said the kingdom that is coming, the, the, the kingdom that is, that is coming uh, upon us, which is now here, we are living in this king, in the kingdom of God. We are living in the the in the re, in a reality that is post crucifixion, death and burial, you know, death and burial and resurrection. And so that that coming kingdom of God is now, is today, is here, is right this very minute. Is at ten oh eight on March, what is it, twenty fifth, two thousand twenty. In the midst of coronavirus, you know, Belgrade, Montana, or wherever you're watching this from, the, the, the kingdom is here. And if you are a believer in Jesus Christ, you have his Holy Spirit, you are a part of a king, the kingdom of God. And I just thought that was, I mean, that, that's what the Lord's been teaching me this morning is that, you know, who, whoever we, we, we would consider as like least, you know, least significant in the church or in this, in this kingdom of God today. He, we are still greater than the greatest man, the greatest human being that was alive pre-crucifixion. Because when we when you place your faith in Jesus Christ, this is Christianity 101. When you place your faith in Jesus Christ, he forgives all of your sins, all of our wrong thinking, all of our wrong behavior, all of our brokenness, all of our guilt, all of our shame. He died for all of it. And he was buried, but he didn't stay dead. We believe as Christians that, that Jesus did not stay dead. You know, we believe that all these other great people, John the Baptist, dead. You know, these other prophets from these other faiths and religions, you know, Muhammad, dead. Krishna, dead. Buddha, dead. 
all these people and all these religions, all these, you know, good men or all these good teachers or prophets from all these different religions around the, around the world, all of them are dead and buried. But we believe that Jesus did not stay dead. Jesus rose again from the dead. He resurrected the resurrection, right? He rose from the day from the dead three days later and then ascended into heaven. And he's alive today, now. And he has sent his Holy Spirit to dwell within us. So just as he came, he came down from heaven and dwelt among us, you know, walked among us as put on flesh. You know, the word became flesh, as it says in John 1, 1. I'm sorry, John chapter 1, verse 14. Um, he put on flesh and dwelt among us. This is tabernacle. This is the same kind of word. Uh, a tabernacle among us. You know, dwelt among us. Made his living. Made his household here on earth. And now his tabernacle, his temple, his holy presence, as this, this, this word Shekinah, basically the cult meaning the dwelling place of God, is in us as people, in those who believe. Those who are believers and have placed all of their trust, all of their faith, and get this, all of their hope in Jesus Christ. Those are the ones who we have Christ's Holy Spirit, God's Holy Spirit dwelling within us, the presence and spirit of Jesus himself dwelling inside of us. Man, that is why we are greater than John. That is why we can say, I, Alan Phelps, in 2020, am greater than John the Baptist. Because I, nothing, and nothing that I've done, not because I'm a pastor, not because I have all these books behind me and I've, you know, re read a bunch of them, you know, read most of them, you know, not because, you know, of anything that I've done that's great or not great, but because of Jesus, because of his Holy Spirit living within me, giving me hope, giving me faith, giving me trust. I've placed all my trust, all my hope in Christ. And keeping that ever before my eyes. Now, does that mean that I don't sometimes doubt or have worry or do stupid things? <laughs> Absolutely. My mind is still wrapping my it's it's wrapping itself around my new identity in Christ, and that's what we are as believers. Like we are we are no greater than any other other person in the world. You know, if if you're watching this and you're not a believer, if you, you know trying to figure out. And here, here are the faith, you know, the, the claims of, of Christianity, you know, especially in this time. Um, it's, it's, you know, in trying to figure out our, our faith claims, know this. We don't believe that we are in and of ourselves better than everyone else. Like there's not, you know, some people might, you know, might treat people, treat other people like they're better than them. Like, you know, they've got it all figured out that they're, that because they've done all these things, they believe they're a better person. There, there is this you know, putting all the boasting in, in myself and what I'm able to do or not do. Um, I'm a better person because I don't do these certain things or I, I'm a better person because I do these certain things. And that's not what we're saying. Like when I say I'm a great, where I, you know, believers are a better person than everyone else. It's not because of anything that we've done. It's because of Jesus Christ. And so even Paul, he says, I will boast in Jesus Christ. I will boast in the Lord. That is where my hope is. That is where my boast is. 
It's not because of anything that I've done or not done. It's not because of my ability to keep a certain law or not a law or whatever it is. Um, because I've been able to love the Lord, my God, with all my mind, my mind, heart, mind, heart, soul, and strength, and love my neighbor as myself. Like I've abided by this Christian law good enough um, to be better than other people. It's not by anything that we've done. It's all because of what Jesus Christ did for us. And you can also have that same thing. You know, we believe as, as Christians that this is open to people. This is open to all who would receive it. So that anyone who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. There's a great reminder for those who aren't yet, haven't made, yet made that faith claim in Jesus Christ. And also for us as Christians to say, you're, you're no, no better than any other person because of your own actions. It's open that invitation, open that desire, open up that call to bring people to faith in Jesus Christ, because it is the most amazing gift. It is a free gift, a free gift. There's nothing you have to do to attain it. You don't have to be good enough to receive it. Believe it. It is a free gift of Jesus Christ. It is a free gift of God. You know, it says, you know, what you earn by your own lifestyle is death, is vanity, is destruction. You're trying to live your own way, trying to live your own thoughts, trying to live the world's way. But he says the free gift of God is eternal life. The free gift of God is eternal life. And believers and Christians, brothers and sisters in, in Christ, I think this is a time more than any uh, where people are receptive to faith, receptive to Jesus Christ. I, got, I saw this picture on on Facebook last night, right? This was what you know sent me to bed and, and hope, hope put me to, to sleep and hope, you know, seeing these empty shelves. And now I'm, ta- I'm, not, I'm not talking about the toilet paper aisle. Let me see, I'll show this to you. This is the Bible section at a bookstore. People are hungry for hope, people are hungry for faith, people are hungry for meaning and purpose. And yeah, I think that big, that big word, hope. And so how can we, as, as believers, as those who have the very words of hope, I love, love when, when Peter, uh, when, I'm sorry, when, when all the people, you know, Jesus had a really hard teaching in, I think, John chapter 6. And, he, and all these, th- I mean, thousands of people left him. And all of his disciples were still hanging around. He was like, Jesus looked, turned to him. He's like, are you guys going to leave too? And he was like, where else are we going to go? You have the words of life and we as christians believe that we have the words of life we have the word jesus made flesh we have the words to eternal life we have the words to hope we have the words to meeting and not just the words but the identity we have the holy spirit we have god himself dwelling within us the living word of god not just in the bible itself but through his holy spirit living and working and breathing and serving through us. And so what does it look like for, for you? What does it look like for you to live um, that kind of life, knowing that you have the Holy Spirit, that you will have the dwell, you are, your body is a dwelling place for the holy presence of God. And through you, as I said, Romans chapter one, chapter 12, verse one, now, because of all of his mercies, because of all the things that he's talked about in Romans 1 through 1 through 11, because of all of this, I adjure you, I, I encourage you, I admonish you, I beg you almost, offer your bodies as a living 
sacrifice, holy and sacred, acceptable to God. Offer your life, offer your body to God for him to use. Because what I said this past, this past, uh, you know, certain a couple weeks ago, you preached your body, your physical flesh, your body is a tool. It is a temple dwelling place for God. And it is a tool for you to utilize, to glorify God and for God to utilize for God to use for his work in this world. Um, and, you know, I, I love those stories. I just, I love hearing, hearing the words of, of, you know, the stories of people who are going above and beyond, who are going be above and beyond the call of duty. You know, people, you know, <clears throat> you know, truckers who are making sure that, you know, stores are resupplied, you know, uh, once to twice, twice daily, you know, the um, nurses who are staying after hours, people who are, are going and, and delivering food to the elderly supplies to the elderly so they don't have to go out and be exposed to to this, to this virus. It's just these incredible stories of heroism that we see in the hearts and minds of people um, who are being very generous, being very humanistic, very wonderful. But what is it? what could it look like for you to use your body during this time to offer it to God as a living, holy, acceptable, sacrifice for for god to for you to use during this time how can you in your body bring glory to god through what you do how what could be a story that people could tell about what god is doing through you during this time and also how can god how what has god you know but in this we we do this we want to glorify god by asking ourselves this question and praying to the lord to reveal to us God, how do you want to use my body, my life, to bring glory to you? Uh, to what, what is the work that you want me to do during this time? And guys, it doesn't have to be like this crazy, amazing like, you know, story of, of heroism and you know, this heroic thing. It could be as simple as I took care of my family. My kids are still alive. You know, for and with with for a lot of you mothers out there, with a bunch of you know kids running around and screaming and getting stir crazy and cabin fever, that is about as as good as you, wonderful as you can as you can do right now, and that is wonderful. That is awesome. That is God glorifying, because the Bible says, "Take care of your family first. Family first. That's one of my rules. Family first. You, you do what you do. You know, as that yeah." As, as Leroy Jethro Gibbs says on NCIS, you do what you have to do for family. He even says that a man who doesn't provide for his family is actually worse than, worse than someone who is evil, is worse than, than the worst person because he has abandoned his family. He has stopped providing for his family. Not, not, not saying you lost your job and so you're bad, you're a bad person. Saying, take care of your family. Focus on that first. Yeah, as many of you have seen Frozen 2, know, know this line, do the next right thing. For you, what is the next right thing? Maybe it's spending time with your family. Maybe you haven't you know, spent time a lot of time with your family. You've been distracted or, you know, you, 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 you've let, you know, like before this, you know, you became a workaholic, whatever it was. But how can, how can you utilize this time to glorify God and to do his work through what, what he has called you individually, personally to do.
This is an opportunity for each of us to live by our conscience. This is not a, uh, a thing where it is this, this, there's no law around this. There's no, like, you have to do this or else God doesn't like you. It's, it's like this, we, 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 for some reason, I don't know what it is about this, this the thing in the church. It's like we love to heap condemnation on, on each other and ourselves. It's like this, oh, I'm not being good enough for God. You're good enough. If, you, if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, you are good enough. Because it's nothing based on you. It's nothing based upon your actions that gets you pleasure with God. It is, do you believe in him and does he dwell within you? He, and you are well pleased. He is well pleased with you. You are enough for God. So play, place your faith in Jesus Christ. Remember your faith. Remember, um, remember your, um, your joy. Yeah, like you said, Victoria, you said, said, you know, first thing for you is staying home. So you don't bring it back, something back to, to Doug. And so maybe that's the way that you can serve. <laughs> I've seen these, these pictures of people that you're posting from like, you know, all these pictures of like, you know, how my grandparents, you know, saved the world. And it was all these guys going, going to World War II, going to, going to war. And <laughs> the next one is how I saved the world in 2020. And it's this guy laying, laying on the couch watching TV with like potato chips and stuff on the couch, you know. <laughs> but at the same time, what you know that it's not it's this this call to not just simply stay at home but what is the quality of our time staying at home like we've been talking about you know since last week what is the quality of your work at home right now what are you cultivating in your life that is meaningful because like i said your body is a tool for you to utilize to glorify god and for god to use for his work is god's work right now for you just to kind of hang out sit on the couch watch tv and you know binge watch and just sit and do nothing all day or maybe is he calling you to cultivate something? You know, God created humans in his image. And what was the very first thing that God did when he made the world? He planted a garden. That was the very first thing that God did after he finished creating mankind. He rested. What was the very first, next, what was the very next thing he did? He planted a garden. Maybe right now you can plant a garden. You know, there's, I mean, it's, 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 it's snowing outside like crazy. But this is a perfect time for going, you know, getting starters. You know, there's all, several online distributors that can, you know, supply you with things. So like, you know, like Victoria, you don't have to leave the home. You don't have to leave your house. Um, you can get little pea pods and, and seeds for you to start some tomatoes. What is your favorite, something you want to grow? And then when the sun comes out and you were know, still in house arrest, right? <laughs> we can take it outside and plant it in the ground somewhere. You know, maybe just put a little, little patch somewhere, you know, put some, some dirt. What does it look, look like for you to maybe like figure out a way to be a cultivator, a planter, a gardener? Um, that's, that's an idea. Well, um, what, what else in your life can you cultivate? What else right now can you plant the seeds for in your life, in your faith? Where can you plant those seeds um, of meaning, purpose, goal setting, as we've been talking about, um, seeing a plan for and a purpose for your life after this? Hashtag when this is over, you know, hashtag when this is all over, I'll create the hashtag, hashtag when this is all over, what, what, what do you want your life to be like when you, when you're, when we're free to go out, maybe this is an opportunity that's reminding you of the importance of social connection, the, the importance, the vital importance of relationships. And maybe this is, this is a time where you can start to maybe cultivate those through technology like this, you know, FaceTime someone, Skype, Skype call someone, give them a phone call, um, 
go and meet in the woods and stay 20 feet away from each other and have a conversation, you know, across a campfire from each other or something, you know, get, you know, basically cultivate, you know, do as much as you can while still, again, by your conscience, but don't just take this time to be lazy to call, because again, if you, if you plant the seeds of laziness now, it will, it will cultivate it and it will, it will come to fruition in a lazy life afterwards. Um, so how can you plant the seeds of intentionality, goal setting, um, a bright and hopeful future? We, as we believe in, in, in Jesus, we believe the gospel that we have hope, we have joy, we have, we have meaning, we have purpose, we have faith, we don't have fear. And so how can we live our lives today? Maybe you lost your job. Maybe this is an opportunity to take, take on, you know, to do something different with your life to see a new opportunity to have, you know, to maybe, you know, cultivate this entrepreneurial spirit, 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 this entrepreneurial attitude. Um, and so how can we, um, how can you utilize this as an opportunity to maybe find a new direction, a new trajectory for your life and new trajectory for your work? What else can you do in life? This is open. You know, maybe you lost your job. You're on, you're on furlough. You were put on furlough. Um, what are some things the, you know, that, especially right now during this time, maybe look at being becoming a truck driver, right? There's the, so, the supply lines, like what needs to be done? Go and find a toilet paper manufacturing you know, factory. Go and make more toilet paper. I don't know. You know, figure out something that is productive to do. Like the sky is the limit. Your, your degrees do not limit you if you have a degree or not. That's uh, what I say. Like, you know, what, what do you, what do you get with an MDiv or, you know? What 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 did the guy say who, who just graduated with his, with his MDiv, you know, with his master's? Would you like fries with that? You know, there's no job that is too low. There's no job that is beneath you. Provide for your family. Provide for your family. Figure it out. Find a new trajectory. Find a new new purpose. Find a new goal. Um, or maybe find something in, in 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 the meantime, in the temporary. Drive for Uber Eats. It's super easy to get on. I mean, I, I, my wife and I do it. You know, just takes the phone. You know, keep my cute wife and daughter. Love it. You know, but it's a drive for Uber Eats, drive for DoorDash, you know, these services that are temporary and you, you don't have to stay with them long-term until you maybe can go back and work your job, figure it out. Um, but I would, I would still challenge and encourage you guys take this as an opportunity to, to be intentional, to continue, continue thinking ahead. We have hope in a better future. Put your hope in God's better future. And man, if I could tell, just say the same encouragement as scripture, don't be afraid. Do not fear. Why? Because God is with you. Don't be afraid. God is with you. God, I thank you for this time and I pray that you would use it to uh, to flourish people. Let the, Lord, that it would be helpful uh, for people in, the, in people's lives. Um, help us, Lord Jesus, to engage with you and, uh, and to ask the question, Lord, how, how do you, what is the work that you have given us to do to glorify you today with, our, with this season uh, of our lives? Uh, help us, Lord Jesus, to, to hear from you clearly. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, guys. Well, love you and thankful for you. And uh, we'll talk to you soon.